Hi guys and welcome back to Peek Inside the Panic Room, episode 2. Today we're going to be talking with Ben O'Connor from The Shake Up, one of Gold Coast's fastest growing group fitness businesses. He's a good mate of mine, he's a trainer, he's a mentor, he's actually quite a pain in the ass. My name is Matthew White and I'm your host, so let's get stuck in and see how we go with Ben. This is Peek Inside the Panic Room, where we explore our passions with zero limits. Mixed with the occasional bit of chaos. You don't have to be famous to have a story to tell. So strap yourself in and enjoy the ride. It'll be interesting to see where this one goes. <laughs> Just as much material on me as I do on him. Uh, so we've both got equally as much skin in the game today. So, mate, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, mate, uh, we tried to get you last week, but you just... You're too busy, and we we had to um, we had to go for a shitty option with the plumber. I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy that Will was the first. Yeah, look, I'm not either, but he was good. He was we, good. Had, we had a, we had a good laugh. It was fun. It's, it's a shame now that he is he's in isolation with Rona. <laughs> That's what you get, Will. That's what you get. This is what you get. Yeah, you know, and it, to be honest, I'm surprised he hasn't caught it sooner. Sticking his hand in human feces <laughs> six days a week. Yeah, so, um, so mate, we really we just get you here because we want to look under the hood of what makes Ben O'Connor tick and and your extremely successful business, The Shake Up. Uh, I have an inside idea about how it all goes, uh, being a member, and uh, but it'd be good to hear from you a bit about it, and especially about what you think the Shake Up experience is like. So when someone rocks in, someone joins, they do a seven-day trial for free, what are they going to get? When they walk in the... Naturally taking it upon themselves to be that first point of contact for new people. And they've all, I know they've all been there themselves. And I can see it in them. They, If you're a new member walking into a session, very rarely will you stand on your own for too long. Someone will always come up and engage you and sort of get you started, you know, which I think is lovely. I agree. I think that it's a it's a warming, welcoming place. One of your catch cries is ego free training community. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether I call it ego free. And, and look, I uh, let's preface this by saying thank you for wearing a shirt today and having sleeves on it. But generally, for personally, where I, I'm trying to cover as much skin as possible, ego free. There's a lot of singlets in ego free, mate. Well, <laughs> I love that our singlets have now been coined the ego free singlet. Yeah, well, I don't know how ego free they are, <laughs> but I'm certain there's not many shirts in your wardrobe. Let's let's just stick on that point for a second and talk about your wardrobe. How many singlets do you own? I've got a thousand. Yeah, tanks, singlets. Yeah. Yeah, there's heaps. Yeah. It's, it blows me away. It's like it's one of those things where I don't think I've ever seen the same singlet twice. <laughs> hate a shirt. Just hate a shirt. Yeah, well, yeah. You, but, you know, you've also been known as the lizard. I'd be covering up a lot. You've got that leathery feel and look about you. So <laughs> is a singlet really the best? Definitely the best? Not. And I've got pale white skin, you know, so it's probably not the best choice. Yeah, you're leaning into that. Yeah. There's no doubt. But, you know, you're sun safe. I'm always sun safe. Yeah, well, you know, being a surfer, yeah. 
because you know you were saying we'll get into that a little bit later. But you know, you, you know the importance of Sunsafe, but you also know the importance of a singlet. I do. I had a moment last week renovating the caravan with Scotty, our friend, who's a, who's a chippy. Yeah. And he bought a whole bunch of insulation bats to put in the wall, and he said to me, "Mate, you might want to put a shirt on for this." And I thought, "No way, Scotty." I'm like, "Does not compute." Does not compute. You're like having a meltdown like Robocop. <laughs> Mate, I regretted that so bad. I've been itchy for days, eh? Mate, sometimes you're not the smartest in the room. Definitely not. Yeah, I think we all can learn from that. I think sometimes we've just got to admit that someone does know something more about a situation than we do. It takes a lot to learn that, though, I think. It does, mate. It does. But anyway, you'll you remember next time you're doing insulation in a caravan... In 35-degree heat, but you'll wear a shirt. I want to put a shirt on. Yeah. With sleeves. <laughs> That's passionate, mate. Well, you know, you know, we can't have it all. We can't have it all. So the shake-up, it's, uh, it's an intriguing prospect. It has three essentially different products. You've got the hit classes, you've got, a, you've got a strength program, and you've also got a challenge. Just explain to me a bit about those three things and how that works into the, into the community. Cool. Most, most of our members sort of start on the, the, the HIT program, the, group, the bigger group training stuff. It's kind of, it's, it's the boot camp that people know and that's often the best place to start and that's 30 minute, I don't want to say 25, but... Um, yeah, Can, you need to change the marketing because oh, yeah. it is never 25. I know you get upset about that. If it's 25 minutes, it is the worst 25 minutes of your life. <laughs> so I just prefer to do 30. It's called thirty. So yeah, it's a let's thirty, call it 30 minute, minute workout. Yeah. Thirty and, uh, minute ego free workout. <laughs> ego free workout, and it's group training. It's 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 always hard. It's designed. It was designed to be hard. That was always the, the foundation of the program, and then hard but scalable for anyone who wants to come and have a have a go. The only really prerequisite is that you are supportive of others and you come and give it your best. That's really all we're asking. So that's where most people start, and then they kind of go from there if they want to um, do other stuff. So it's with, – with many fitness programs, it's one size fits all, right? Yep. So you just decide this is the workout, this is the intensity, this is how it goes. The thing that I love about the shake-up is that it's relative intensity. So yep. you can go as hard or as not so hard as you want, and there's very little judgment yep. for that. I think that that's what I found to be pretty special about it because, you know, being a heavier set fella, my nerves – Initially were that, oh, I'm just not going to be able to do it. Yep. And jumping that hurdle is the first hurdle, and then but realising that you can just essentially go as hard as you can until you can go harder. Yep. And I still recall that um, the, the famous statement that you said to me, essentially, that uh, as I'd been training, I think I had trained for maybe five months. In that five months was probably only about three weeks of actual training. And... Um, you pulled me aside once I started on my first challenge and maybe after two or three weeks into that, you said that I was able to manage the workouts a little bit better now. Tolerate. Tolerate, that's it. <laughs> Tolerate the workouts. Now, a lesser man would have you know, taken that as a bit of a passive-aggressive dig from their coach, but I saw that as a, as a win for me. It's a massive win. Yeah, it's all about you know, my wife's been tolerating me for <laughs> nearly 30 years now. So I understand a lot about tolerating uh, it was nice to be see it in a more of a positive light. I took it. It is, you know, it's, and it, I think that's one thing I, I really I like about the program, and I think 
was watching people train this week, and as you know, there's all ages, sizes, shapes. I like to think that anyone like yourself or anyone coming into the program, no matter what, how you feel or how you think you look, I want you to come in and know that you're supported and you're comfortable and, and you know, it is a bit of ego. We make fun of the ego-free thing, but it, that I'm really passionate about that. I think I don't want anyone to feel like they're out of place in there. I think that's super important and I love to know that. Like, I love to see that unfolding in front of me. And um, It's, really it's pretty amazing because it, it truly is uh, no judgment. It truly is ego-free. And there are guys there that are super fit yeah. and there are girls there that are super fit as well. And they... Slum it with us. Yep. They slum it with the humans. Um, and it's good to see. I think that... And whereas there's... It's funny because most people that that are there, I'm sure, have come from some competitive background, yep. whether it be sport, whether it be corporate, whatever. And you can see uh, that competitive nature coming out in most of the people there. Yep. But it seems to be more a competition within themselves, not... Yeah, a competition within the group. I like that. Which, which I think is really special. Yeah, uh, makes me feel pretty comfortable. Yeah. Uh, which you know is the yeah. If you want, if you want to keep turning up, you've got to, you've got to feel welcome. You've got to feel comfortable, and you've you've got to have fun. Yeah. And let's not say. Let me just go back on that point. I'm not having. I don't have fun. Yeah. It's, it's shit house. Yeah. To be honest, and I don't know what's happened in 2022, um, but you've just turned into an absolute fuckwit. When it comes to training, you know, it's it's gone another level, and I see other people tolerating the workouts as well. Um, is that a planned thing? Did you just decide on the thirty first of December that on the first of January I'm just going to up the ante a little bit? Pretty much depends on how much sleep I get, how how well, my kids are. We can also talk about the planning that goes into your sessions. Like, is there a hell of a lot of planning that goes into it? Is months. it months of planning? Yeah. Yeah, because you do have a lot of workouts online, right? Yeah, lots. Yeah. We've got heaps. Good. Probably, I reckon there's, in our workout archive, I reckon there'd be around, including the online ones, there'd be about 300 workouts that we've done and still do and you know, rotate through. Yeah. And we're going to start to release those online. Yeah. And we're going to start making them more prevalent so people can train from home. People yeah. can, you know, if they want to do extra training, which I'm sure no one wants to, <laughs> but if you, you know, are extremely bored or angry and you just need to get something out there'll be stuff to do online rip in. yeah rip in for sure so the challenge so i'm uh i'm a student of the challenge you are a great student and i swear by it yeah tell us about the challenge so the challenge is an opportunity to to take the people who come in on the boot camp and are training and give them a chance to balance exercise and eating because everyone it's i find it's really i wouldn't say it's easy but it's it's a good starting point the boot camp because we can all manage to put ourselves through a bit of hurt. I find people really struggle with changing their eating behaviours, so that's the next step up. And I often find by the time someone commits to that, like you did, they're ready to make some changes at home in the kitchen. That's, that's kind of... It's, to sum it up, I think it's just a, a project around habit change, I think, is the best way to put it. Yeah. Would you, would you suggest... This is a loaded question. Would you suggest people start in the boot camp first before doing the challenge? Yep, definitely. Yep. I think it's a better way to go. I think some just jump in and do challenge and boot camp together. And it works for some people. I think you're better off. For most people, they probably, I'm not, it's an unfair statement, but for a lot of people who haven't moved in a while, and they just need to 
have three or four weeks of moving and understand how that's going to affect their body. Yeah. And then, because that's a big deal in itself, and to change that and to change eating, I think for some people it's too much. Um, well, it's a, it's, a, it's a massive shock to the system. It is, yeah. Um, it took me six months to build up to, of limited training, mind you, but to build up to deciding to do the challenge. And I'm, I'm really thankful that I did spend that time actually understanding what the fitness side of it was going to be like before the curveball of the of the habit changing around my food yeah. became. And yeah. look, you know, any any change of habit takes time and it's going to be bad and anything that is good for you is hard work and there's a thousand cliches around it. But yeah, I, I, I agree. I definitely think you'd spend a month or spend six or eight weeks in the boot camp and then you're ready for the challenge. Yeah. I think you, you know, there has been some people that have tried to do it just to challenge straight up and have not made it. That's right, many. Many, many. Now, that'll lead us to discussing, we'll talk about the strength program in a sec, but just while we're on that, because I want to talk about our dear clients, because for me, if, if I'm sitting in, if I'm wearing Ben O'Connor's singlet, <laughs> uh I would view the ideal client to be that, the guy that turns up and is just like, shit, I've paid up front. This is way too hard. I'm tapping out. Like, I'm out. Are they the ideal client? Mate, it seems that way. <laughs> it would definitely seem that way. We've talked about those, a few of those in the past. But, you know, I've got to say, man, I love the... I love... You know, to be honest, people like yourself, you just grab it and go with it and, and really... I reckon they're probably 10% of people... Maybe less that do that. Yeah, that's for me. That's the ideal client, the one that goes, "Yep." You can, I can tell in the in the language when people inquire about the challenge, and I can tell whether they're generally. I can tell whether they're ready to change, and they've had that moment of like, "Okay, this isn't okay anymore." I'm yeah. they're upset with themselves, and and then they throw themselves into it, and they do really well, and then they do strength, and they they just keep taking on things, and and they understand that it's a it's a twelve month process, and they just keep. Chipping away—that's that. They're the ideal client for me. I think. Yeah, I think long term. I think long term is is better than the cheap. Yeah, you know, I'll take the money up front, and they're gone two sessions later. Yeah, it's not really a sustainable business. It's model. not really sustainable. It's nice when it comes around every now and then. Well, if you get a, if you get two or three hundred of them a year, it's extremely sustainable. Uh, but um, but you really want to. But I think I think we'll we'll talk. I want to talk about the strength program a little bit later. Cool. But I just, first, I want to touch on the. The group aspect and and what you get out of that, like what you get out of having thirty or thirty-five people, having building relationships with such a big group of people, being a mentor to such a big group of people. I think that what I see is I see that it you tend to get inspiration from the group. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I like I got a lot as you know I got a lot going on in life at the moment and like. Everyone does when they come into these, you go and about your day, you come to training, everyone walks in there with a thousand things on their mind. I'm the same. I walk in there thinking about all the things that are going on in my life. And I, particularly lately, I've noticed that I'll go into training and connecting with all these awesome people. And I honestly leave so much better. Like, it's you, you guys all talk about it being like a therapy. And yeah. it's the same for me. It's like I, I get, it's a really, I get the piss taken out of me a lot for the little amount of work I do and, and for the fact that I come and hang out and slap high fives with a bunch of people and it's 
it isn't it's it's not really like a it's not like a job it's it's a really fun thing to do and it's um it's i think it's why i've just done it i've done it for so long and i i'm really reluctant to stop doing it and to scale because yeah. i just i really enjoy it you know and it, um yeah. Yeah, so it's it's I get a lot out of it. Well, I think I think the scary thing about scaling is, in in order to scale, you have to remove yourself from that element of it a bit. Yeah. And I can see that that's that's the thing that really, really gets you going. That's that's why you do it. Totally. Yeah. And and look, it's I've been a shake up member for just probably over twelve months now. I've never seen Ben do a workout, not one. I, I got. I really excited the other morning where he did three bench presses, throwing, uh, showing, showing one of the one of the girls the proper technique to bench press. I think there was ten kilos on the bench press. I've never seen him run. I have never seen him do a ball slam or skateboard. I have seen him skateboard. I have seen him handstand walk. So really, I don't know whether it's do as I say, do as. Not as I do, or it's, whether you you eat your own dog food. It's definitely got to the point where everyone's fitter than me. Like I look around, and not the, not everyone, <laughs> not everyone. Right. Many yeah. many of most than me. most. most. And I think back in the day when I started, it was always I had more time and I was doing all the workouts and delivering them to you guys, and that stopped a little bit. I still I like to surf more than I train now, but um. I look at the, the fit guys and girls, and I think, man, I don't know if I can keep up with this one. Like, it's there's some there's some beasts in there. There it is. Yeah. It's great. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's nice to see that. Yeah, you know? it's nice to see. But, but but I think you could, but I guess that's that's proving your success because in any good business, you want to hire people that are smarter than you. Yep. So essentially, it's could be it's the same for you. You want to um, you want to you want to have people in your group that are fitter than you. Yeah. Because that's proving that it works. Yep. Totally. And from what I've seen, it wouldn't be that difficult to be fitter than you because you do nothing. <laughs> pretty much. You should see me put insulation buttons in walls, though. It's pretty well, good. Well, no shirt. No shirt. No shirt. All right. It's on that, like you're saying, you talked about the group environment and one of the things I'm noticing lately, you know, for, you guys are a marketing agency and you're a great marketing agency and you talk about point of difference and... For years, I've kind of said I've been reluctant to say that our community is our point of difference because I just feel like it's a, that's such a shit statement. And yeah. It's like what everybody says, and it's and everybody. I've always thought everyone has that, and it's it's not a it's not enough to stand out for that. But lately, I've been looking at it, and I'm I believe it way more now than I used to because I see people um, doing the stuff that I should be doing for me, which sounds like I'm a little lazy bloke, but I see members like you and many others who just really connect and um, sort of make it really, I uh, just make it such a great place to be. And I just sit back and I look at that happening. Where I, I guess at the start it took a lot of me to, to get that happening, but now it's people are just so great there that they just, they'll always engage a new member. They'll always pick one other up. They'll always. I think I think what I what I see is that people come for Ben, but they stay for the group. Yeah. Yep. So I think that you you're the crux. You're the one that gets everyone over the line. You're the one that and you're that initial initial point of contact and initial you know go to for that starting period, right? But I think that after that it becomes a little less about you and yep. becomes more about what you've built. Yep. 
So essentially, it's still you, but it's not all you. Yeah. And I and I see that. I see that there are people within the group. You know, there's wanky names that are bandied around, like super shakers and you know, mass wankers. Um, but they're doing your job for you as well. Yeah. Like they're the ones that are that are tapping people on the shoulder, lifting them up, supporting them. And I I don't think you see that very often. No. I think you've done something pretty special there to be able to, you know, that's part of you relinquishing that control a bit and just allowing the, the group to do the it. group to mentor themselves yeah. to a point. It's great. You know, and as you said, like you've already admitted that you don't particularly want a job and you're just looking, you're essentially just looking to get 25 minutes out of the way early in the morning so you can piss off and have a surf. This is true. So you've nailed it. <laughs> you've nailed it. You've absolutely nailed it. Um, so what about um, what about your family? So you're a beautiful wife who's involved in the business as well. Yeah. You've got two kids, lunatics. I, I can see a lot of parallels with my children. One of my all-time favourite videos was the skate ramp in the house when you were about to knock down your house. So you just thought, you know, fuck it. Just going to put a skate ramp in the house and, and, and ride that. So you've built this community at the shake-up, but obviously that stems from your, like, from your core and your family unit yep. and, and, and wanting to, I guess, have that sort of expanded. Yep. So family's huge. It's huge, man. I love yeah. it. Like, I really, yeah, it's just become, <clears throat> I'm like a relatively new dad, you know, so it's my... You're old too. I'm you're old, old, you're I'm an old, old new old. dad. Yeah. yeah. You're leathery. I'm leathery as hell. You're not as old as you look, <laughs> right? But you are pretty old. For, I'm an to old be, dude, man. Yeah. It's hard to be an old dude with young kids, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's hard to be an old dude with old kids, mate. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to be any dude with kids. Let's be honest. It's hard, eh? It's hard, but you just like all parents to say, man. You just you just love it, you know. You love it for what it is, and yeah, I, I, I'm enjoying. I really enjoy being a dad. And, um, yeah, I love. Yeah, I love. I love that family. You, know, it's, it's it's pretty important to me, man. Yeah. So. It's, um, so I try not. I try not to. Um, I've got to make a real conscious effort as a dad coming out of being really social in a group and then coming home and and being different to that. I need. I'm always really conscious of coming home and being that being dad. Yeah, being dad and being, yeah. bringing the energy that I bring to everyone else. It's really my family as well. It's really it? difficult. Yeah. I think it's managing. You know, you've got to be. You know, you're managing a large group. You're managing many different personalities. Yeah. Um, we tend to morph when we're dealing with multiple personalities into the, the personality that we need to be to deal with them, with those people. Yeah. But then to come home and actually just shut that all off and just be dad yeah. and be a husband, yeah. be a partner. Um, that takes a bit of work. It does. Yeah. So you'll, you know, you'll get there, mate. I can see you trying. Yeah. You're trying hard. Yeah, you're trying hard. I see it. I see it. <laughs> funny the skate ramp in the, in the house, man. It's funny that reference. Cause it, it's one of those things that's going to bite me in the ass massively. Because 100%. As you know, we're building a new house. Yeah. It's going to be a new house and really shiny. And my kids are going to want to skateboard in it. They're going to want to just yeah. draw on the walls, which you've been doing. And <laughs> how am I going to undo all these habits that I've taught my kids? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's funny. And that'll be for years to come. Yeah. You know, like we, I made some critical errors with my son <laughs> at a young age that I'm now dealing with now that he's turning 16. And... <laughs> You can only, I've only really got to look at myself in the mirror and go, well, this is your fault. Yeah, totally. Essentially. And you, you, 
you'll have to deal with that as well. I see it. I'm fortunate enough to see it with Graham, my dog, a little bit in advance. Graham's a bit older than the kids, and yeah. he's got all the worst habits in history. And Peek Inside the Panic Room is proudly sponsored by Straight Up Digital. If you're looking for an irreverent, no BS, results-focused digital marketing company on the Gold Coast, look for Straight Up Digital on all social platforms or at straightupdigital.com.au. He grabs a wonderful reminder for me that to, to parent my kids more. And it's better. all downhill. Yeah, <laughs> it's all downhill. Thanks, Graham. Thanks, what Graham. about what about calling your dog Graham? That's a good that's a good place to start, right? Because that's one of the more interesting names for a dog, Graham. So, what's the what's the reasoning behind that? Man, it's Erin. Erin's just quirky as hell. She yeah. just loves South Australian. Yeah, South Australian. It's the South Australian coming yeah. right out massively. Yeah, she loves like she loves Graham, and she that was all her. And Graham's Graham's her. Her baby. It's such a good name, isn't it? It's. He, he seems like a Graham, eh? He's a definite Graham. Yeah, yeah. And, and you don't. There's not enough Grahams anymore. Not. Graham's like the only Graham you meet is like sixty now. <laughs> I know that because whenever we're out walking and you bump into people of that demographic, they're always like, "Graham, my husband's name's Graham." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's and there's there's a lot of those names where like it's like Maud and Myrtle and like Barry, the, Barry you know. <laughs> They're all 60, yeah. minimum. It's the dying breed. It's going to have to come back. Imagine, my old, good man's, names. My old man's name's Barry. And I, I there think, we go. I think, imagine everyone wanted to call our kids Barry, and I was like, it couldn't be a baby Barry, you know? It just doesn't... Yeah, look, you uh, naming your kids is one of the biggest decisions you ever make because, you know, they're going to have to live with that. Yeah. I was very careful naming our children. Well, not that I had much say in it, to be honest, but, you, you know, I had a list of 10 names and... One's called Luke, and that wasn't on my list. So, but he, it is what it is. But he'll live with it. He's going to be miserable regardless if he's a Luke or a Barry. So, talk, tell me about some of the successes you've had. So, obviously, the challenge and and the strength program are, are probably two two products where you can actually physically see people having wins. Yeah. Right. Um, the hit program you can as well, but I think really the challenge and the strength program are where people can actually have noticeable physical wins. But it's not all about just physical wins. Tell us about some of the, the really the wins that you're proud of that you've been able to to help people achieve. Mate, it's just <clears throat> I think every challenge we do, and we've done, I know, we've been doing the challenge for six years, three times a year. So not so the business is six years old, not fifteen. Not 15. Right, okay. No, no. Just based here on the Gold Coast? Worldwide. You're not ready to go? Are you ready to go worldwide? I'm ready for worldwide. You're ready for worldwide? Worldwide. Worldwide shake-up. Bring it. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah, so the challenge has been going on for many years, and every challenge you probably get you get a lot of a lot of positive changes, but you get three or four standouts that are just people like you. I, I keep coming back to you because you, not to like, Piss in your pocket, but you've... You can, though. Can I? Can I stand up and open it a bit? <laughs> you, uh, you're one of the guys who just goes for it. It's been a heap like you. Like, without going through names, but just people who you know, just have dramatic change. Like, when you get a dramatic change of 10 kilos, 15 kilos, like, there's always a handful in every challenge I see, and I just... I understand that... Uh, and I'm getting better at understanding and... To- I don't want to say tolerating, but... And it's probably more understanding that not everyone, even people who sign up to do the challenge, many of them aren't doing it for a transformation. They're doing it just to 
be held accountable more. That's, that's what the challenge does. And that's why you mentioned with the strength and the challenge programs, we see more results because there's more accountability. Yeah. But a lot of people are just doing them to maybe to eat better and to have more accountability around their eating. And it's not about losing 10 kilos. Um, I had a moment the other day. I love, when I'm running the sessions, I like intensity and I like to see everyone's, one of my greatest fears is, is it's only happened a couple of times where we finish a workout and it wasn't hard enough. And I'm always like, mate, it's the worst thing ever for me. It's like I've ripped everyone off. So I'm always really hard on myself. I'm not one of those that complain about that. But anyway. <laughs> you are, mate. But I look across the group and I, internally I, I feel myself sometimes getting worked up that this person, that person aren't working hard enough. And, and then I, you know, I caught myself out and I was like, mate, just get a grip. Look, look, at, look at this person. They're here. They're, maybe they're doing their best. And they're, so I've got to really keep – one of the things I've – one of my core values is around acceptance and, and love and support. It's funny how when you, you, when you notice yourself living against the way those values, and I often catch it internally in a session like I'm explaining where I'm like, look at this guy, this motherfucker, I'm working hard enough. Yeah. And then I, I catch myself and I go, hey, man, go and give him a high five. They're bloody here yeah. doing it. Like, and that's, that's what it is. Some people just want to be around exercise. They're not there to transform their shape. They're just there to move more than they would normally. You know? Yeah, I think that for some people, a win is just rolling out of bed getting there. and getting to training. Absolutely. Yeah. And you don't know that. You look across a group of 35 people, you have no idea who's who and what they're doing, what, what's, what's going on in their morning. And you know, So I just go into every... I drive into the session every day, wherever I'm training, and just remind myself, just have a moment where I remind myself just to always smile at everyone, always connect with everyone physically yeah. and verbally. And and for me, my, my intention in that two hours that I'm there is to just give everything I've got and... You probably notice some days I'm pretty good at it, but there's always times where I'm just I'll get flustered about something and just got to pull my head in and just keep, it's always got to be supportive. That's yeah. I look, I can I agree. I think I said to you very early on in the piece that you have this you have this innate talent of being able to touch everyone within the group yeah. um, in that session and make everyone feel like they're a bit special. Yeah. And there's more that you do throughout the session, and I, I, and it, there's the it's either the people that are, you know, need that extra bit of support, or the people that warrant a little bit of uh, extra high five. Yeah, yeah, I think that you've become pretty good at realizing the people that you do need to focus on a little bit more. Yeah, uh, yeah. and there's some people that just need to be left alone. Yeah, um, <laughs> and there's some people that you know want need to feel special. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing that I love the best is that, you know, there'll be times that you'll come over to me and I'll just tell you to fuck off. Yeah. Um, but you'll probably come over two or three minutes later or you'll sit there and especially when it's burpees or something ridiculous and you just sit there and I, I know, fuck, I've actually got to do this properly this time. You know, Ben's sitting there, he's watching. <laughs> and I think, but that, I like that. I like, that's accountability to me. Yeah. I think that's, uh, it can be both ways. I think that you know when it's time to not. And I think I can tell when you're getting a little bit flustered. It's usually when people are giving you a bit of shit. Yeah. Uh, you're trying to get stuff sorted. You, you know, we're doing the standard shake-up warm-up, which you love so much, uh, which is essentially just stand around and talk shit. And then it's before we know it, we have to start. So I can sort of see when you're getting a little flustered. And I'm usually part of the problem because uh, I'm giving you a hard time. But, you know, I think that's all part of the, it's all part of the culture. It is. It really is. Yeah. So it's yeah, it all adds to it. I think it does, man. You said it before. Like 
that the the laughter and the banter, but people don't come to do burpees. They don't come to hurt. Like that, that's not yeah, what definitely. You know, they they come because there's always going to be an element of fun. There's always laughter, even when it's hard and serious. There's always laughter. You know? yeah. I think that's that's one of the biggest. Yeah, I do see a lot of people having fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I'm not, but I do see a lot of people having fun. You create a lot of fun too. You know. Well, I I usually make a lot of fun for other people at my expense. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm quite comfortable with. <laughs> so, the challenge is essentially the nutrition part is so important. It's so key. When people, t- when we talk about it not being a diet, but we talk about it being a change of habit and talk about it being a lifestyle change, all these buzzwords that you know fitness people like to talk about. But I think that breaking of and changing of habits is essential. I yeah. think that again, and I'll talk from experience that for me it was the training is one part, but until you know I was I was doing shake up. You know, running into the challenge when I, you know, I was doing shake up three times a week and I was eating thirty six mini Kit Kats a week at the same time. So can't have you literally can't have your cake and eat it. Um, talk a bit, just talk talk me a little bit through nutrition and training and how essential that is, and how people think that eating less is the key, but it's not. Yeah, is it? It's not. You know, it's it's not, and it. It's what we're all led to believe. We all, you know, we all come from a place of knowing that, like dieting, knowing what dieting is, and understanding that you just eat a little less, more, than, eat less than you do, you'll create a deficit, and lose weight, which is sort of true. But it's, it's got. Yeah, how long can you do it for? How long can you just eat bugger all and continue to live your life and and then be active? And if you want to throw boot camps in on top of that, it's just not sustainable. So our approach to eating is very. It's pretty relaxed you know it's um because it, it's never it's funny a person like you will come in eating 36 kick a week and then ask me is this the right kind of protein to be getting you know and and yeah, I'm i more, don't think i ever said that but <laughs> i knew it was not the right protein you know what i mean people but yeah i know what you're saying people most people aren't um ready to accept the big mistakes they're making and sure and they they want to find out all the little nuances around it when it's just I try to make it really realistic and really manageable and get you to just to, to address the big stuff first and then like for you you've done one challenge you're doing a second so you sort of it's a transition and you will start doing things differently now than you did 40 weeks ago you know for sure yeah so it's everyone comes in at a different point I just like to say this is where we start uh, we're always going to eat good food we're always going to eat a lot of food I want you to enjoy your food um, but the structure the eating it's I think um, I think nutrient timing is a big part of what we do about understanding that you can still have the foods you love, but if you want to, if you can structure them differently around, around exercise is really critical. So you're not... Love the window. Love the window. Love you know? the window. You don't want to be ripping massive yeah. food groups out of your diet. Like you've done that before. Most of us have done that before yeah. without success. And um, I think if you still have the things you love at a, at a more conducive time, then you'll stick with it longer and then... Once my intention with both the training and the eating is to get people just to stick around for as long as they can, doing it to the best of their ability, and eventually it'll grab and they'll get results physically and they'll want to do more. Yeah, I think the most important thing that I took away was you said to me, it's just think of it as a meal. Like I think that we are stuck in this vicious cycle of breakfast, lunch, dinner, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and we have specific meals that we eat. For breakfast, it's toast or it's eggs or it's bacon or it's cereal or it's 
you know, for lunch it's sandwiches or bread roll and da 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 da, and for dinner it's you know Philly boots sort of yeah. thing. Um, the thing that when it clicked with me when I found that I could sort of really start to run with it was when it was just you know, doesn't matter what it is, just eat it. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's just a meal. Think it's of it meal. as a meal. So for breakfast, I was eating the the world famous um, Sang Shui Bao. World famous. Um, world famous. Uh, that'll, that'll be coming up on the Shake Kitchen very shortly. And and Rissol Rampage is is uh, is one of my favourite things where I just make thirty Rissols and live on Rissols um, with salad, plenty of green stuff. I just found that was so much easier rather than thinking, well, shit, it's breakfast. I've got to, I can only have eggs or I can only I'm limited. So yeah, yeah. you know now coming home from training and know that I can smash out two pieces of sourdough toast with a couple eggs and maybe a couple of rissoles and some salad. I don't have any issues with that now. Yeah. It's just become second nature. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that was the key. It's cool because i got to be honest, like when I, in those six months that you talk about of just like being a part-time shaker and sort of talking about the challenge and then committing to the challenge, you know, I was like, I don't know if this guy could do it. You know, I don't know if this guy is ready to just change his lifestyle at home more than just turning up to a session. And then you prove, you tell totally prove me wrong because for a lot of guys who like eating meat or they like their food or most guys like their beer or whatever it is, it's, it's such a big change. It, it doesn't need to be like you've just explained. Like you can still eat a lot of good food. You're eating a lot of food. You don't yeah. run. You, you know, there's a lot of things that yeah. are the classic things that people think they need to do, do to lose weight. And it's not always the case. You can, you know, you're proving that. You know, you just yeah. I think I think the yeah the myths of talking about calories and calorie deficits and all this kind of stuff. Where we start talking about numbers, and I don't want to deal with that. That's that's a pain. Most that's that's too much. That's too much like hard work. I yeah. just want to know that I can eat. This is the food groups I can eat, as long as I'm I'm getting you know my carbs, good carbs, uh, my protein and my good fats in my meal. Then I'm sweet. Yeah. And I think that was the easiest thing for me. Was just that just. Figure out what your good snacks snacks are and yep. just stick to it. And I know it's hard because some people really love their food and they love to change it up and think, well, you know, in seven days I've got to have twenty one different meals. But yeah. I think that you're gonna fail. Yeah. You're gonna fail if you think that way. I think that in order to change, I think you've got to you've sort of narrow your your scope of, totally. of food down yeah. and actually see it as not as an event, but more of just nourishment for your body. And yeah. and I think that was the thing that really snapped into me was just that. That just Eat the food, but eat the right food. Yep. You don't have to run. Yep. I choose not to run. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the best thing is that I was honest with you and said I'm not running. I have tried. It doesn't work. Yep. I'm still got an injury because of it. Yeah. I it's, think it's just it's it's normally it's bloody simple, man. Yep. I think we overcomplicate it. We all overcomplicate it, and we all like to make excuses. I do it. Everyone does it. For why you're not doing what you should be doing? But it's food's pretty simple. You know? yep. it's, <laughs> yeah. Well, it is. It's not. Yep. Not rocket science. It's just, and it's it's all it's always ingrained in habit how you how you do the things you do daily. And you know. yeah, I still miss chocolate. I still miss bacon. Yeah. I still yeah. miss hot chips. <sighs> a lot, a lot. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, so this is going to be this is going to be easy and, and difficult for you. All right. Just got a few quick fire questions I want to get so we can just find out who Ben is yeah. in his core. M and M's or Smarties. Peanut M and M's. Peanut, oh yeah, nice. All day. Yeah, peanuts and the nuts aren't good, mate. Not good. It's so good though. So yeah, they tasty, are good. Aren't yeah. they? When you're leathery and, yeah. and singlet wearing, you can eat the peanut M and M's. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> singlet wearing. Okay. <laughs> Steak or tofu? Tofu. Yeah, you're a vegan. Come on. 
I know. That's a loaded question. <laughs> Leather skinned singlet wearing vegan. It's just so many selling points to come to the shake up. Like I was watching I got into it. I was seeing something online. Yeah, everyone's got a niche now in fitness and there's all these vegan <coughs> niches, people who are promoting the ripped vegan or whatever they are. Yeah. And I was I was doing I was a vegan. I was getting the piss ripped out of me. Ten years ago, for being a vegan, I, last night I saw something online. I was like, "Man, I should have been the vegan guy back then. Yeah, you I should have come, come hard. I would have been yeah. a success story now." Yeah. The Tony Robbins of vegan. <laughs> What's your one guilty pleasure? Doesn't have to be food. It could be anything. What's your one guilty pleasure? Ooh, be careful. Tough one, eh? <laughs> is it is it the sheath? <laughs> Aaron may never look. To be perfectly honest, Liv's probably the only one that's ever going to hear it. So, <laughs> our one listener. So Guilty pleasure. Unguilty pleasure. <clears throat> Dark chocolate? That's, that's, that's pretty lame. That's eh? shit out. That's shit out. It's the sheath, isn't it? It's the sheath. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sheath. Well, I, can't even, I can't give you one good one. Erin could probably cook for me. Um, okay, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. One movie to watch for the rest of your life. You can only watch one movie. What is it? Point Break. Point Break. Yeah. Oh, good, good choice. Yeah. Good choice. <laughs> Original. Oh, oh, please. The, I, I saw the I saw the trailer for the remake and nearly vomited in my mouth. Yeah. I've never seen it, and I'm a movie guy. Refuse. Don't want to see it. Don't care. Yeah. Pathetic. I'm with you. Oh. But one of the greatest. Yeah. 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 It's so sad. They. Just, it. Yeah. Pathetic. Pathetic. Okay. One band. You got to listen to one band or one, one, one form of music, for the rest of your life. This is good because you're pretty eclectic here. Yeah. You know what? You're, I'd have you know to Gordo, say, but you know. I mean, it, it would have to be the Beatles. Yeah. Nice. But. I, at the same token, like In Excess would be up there for me. They're yeah. just one of those bands that you could just... I was listening to the other day in the caravan working and it's so good. Yeah? Yeah. All this stuff's so Shabu good. Shabar. Shabu Shabar. Mate, Mate they, are, they are they an incredible band. Yeah, But the Beatles probably because it all stems from it. I've watched the whole series, the, the Disney series. Oh, Get Back, yeah. Get Back. Yeah. And I could sit there. I was watching it every night as a guilty pleasure. Like I would sit up and... What Watch. about the brilliance of that, though? How is what that? about just the, the thing that I will never understand because I'm, I have zero creativity when it comes to that kind of thing. How someone can sit there and fiddle around for uh, 30 seconds and go, got it, yeah. here's the song. He's a classic riff. Uh, Unbelievable. Yeah. Like, time, time stands still yeah. for that. And seeing the, the way they put lyrics on things, like yep. lyrics that you've listened to for years that you thought were really deep and meaningful are often just gibberish. Yeah. You know, yeah. like they just put it together in a second yeah. and it would be a timeless classic that you yeah. listen to for generations. You know? Yeah. Like I am the walrus. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I know they're on some serious drugs when they're doing that, but like it's pretty incredible. It's good, eh? Pretty incredible. Well, mate, we've got to know a little bit about Ben. We've got to know a little bit about the shake-up. More importantly, we've got to know a little bit about your wardrobe. Yeah. And, and, and where there's room for improvement. Mate, I, I really appreciate you coming on having a chat, getting under the hood of the shake-up and uh, finding out what makes Ben O'Connor tick. We'll undoubtedly get you back again next week. It's all downhill. What we got? 
Next week we've got the pest himself coming in. The pest. The pest himself. Red a guy, beard. a guy that is so good at pest control and knows all about pest control because he's a pest himself. Greg from Top Dog's going to be joining us on the couch, and uh, that proves that should prove to be an interesting conversation. We're not going to be able to talk about a lot of the problems that he has. Only talk about problems that are associated with pest control around the house. So that should be fun. But mate, thanks so much for your time. Pleasure. We'll speak soon. Pleasure. Cheers, Benny. Thanks, Cheers, mate. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Eek Inside the Panic Room. If you want to hear more of the chaos, make sure you follow us to stay up to date. Don't forget to give us a five-star review and check out our socials at Straight Up Digital. <laughs>